The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
Thanks for checking into The Antidote. I'm Dave Hawkins. I always enjoy bringing a wide range of music styles to this show, but to be honest, you know, there's a few genres I lean towards, like punk. And we just heard one of my favorite punk tunes, 1200 Stairs from The Blamed. That song released in 2002, which was near the end of the band's career. I've always loved The Blamed, so I was pretty excited to find out that they had played the occasional new show, and then they announced that they were recording again. Tonight and next week, we're going to go deep into the music of The Blamed, because this band was at the cutting edge of the punk music scene, really stretching music boundaries. Tonight, we'll look at their past, and next week, we'll head into their new music. And as good as their music is, I was even happier to have a talk with their bass player, Sid DeVore. The guy's a great speaker who doesn't mind taking on the hard questions. Before we get into that conversation, let me bring in another song from the past. From the Blame's 2001 release, Isolated Incident, is Our Bizarre World, and that's spelled B-A-Z-A-A-R. Listen to the words and you'll understand. If you're a fan of punk, you'll recognize the name The Blamed. This band is legendary, and its bass player, Sid DeFore, has joined The Antidote. Thanks for coming, Sid. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. The Blamed began in the early 90s, which makes you, I guess, a relative newcomer to the band. So how did you hook up with The Blamed? Well, uh, I was in a band for about 14 years called Head Noise, and uh, originally from Southern California, 
and we had uh, we've been we were playing a lot of shows, and we played a few different shows with the Blamed. And through that, I got to be friends with Brian Gray, uh, who's the uh, the leader of that band, and uh, we became very close friends. I eventually moved out to Chicago uh, to Jesus People USA, the uh, the Christian community uh, where Brian was living, also. So we got to be even closer friends. And um, over a lot of years, we eventually started even work together at the same job. And uh, after the Blame had um, had called it quits, uh, they were asked to do for the very last Cornerstone Festival. They were asked to play a show, and at that point, the Blame had kind of gone in its separate ways. So Brian had reached out to the original drummer, Jim Chaffin, um, and uh, he was up to it. He needed a bass player, so he asked me to play bass for that show, and we did it. And then kind of here and there, there'd be another show, some other jamming and things like that. I'm in another band with Brian also. So it just that's just kind of how it happened. And so suddenly I just found myself as being the bass player in this band. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there was something about The Blamed. I could never get over how prolific the band was in its heyday. They had seven albums in nine years. I mean, that's wild. Then the band closed up. So what was the reason for drawing the curtain closed? Well, it was sort of, um, it was a combination of things. There was uh, one, uh, at that point, The it was a four-piece with Brian Gray on guitar and vocals, Matt Sweeta uh, on guitar and vocals, and then uh, they, these two brothers, twins, um, Trevor and Chris Watala. At the very same time, uh, Matt Sweeta decided to leave the band, but then also Brian was asked to join Living Sacrifice. Mm. Um, that was pretty much a full-time thing, so he wasn't able to continue both at the same time. So um, it was just a combination of those things where uh, Brian went to Living Sacrifice and uh, Matt just um, you know, had retired. So the band just went on a a hiatus, so to speak.
it's easy to hear the 90s coming through on the song Breeze from the blamed album Frail. Next up, Sid speaks about the band's music evolution, and we'll bring in the song Conversations in the Mirror. This is going to sound harsh, but I'd say that The Blame could be considered the most inconsistent band of all time, because (laughs) each of the albums had a significant change in sound from the others. I mean, I guess really, I wouldn't say that's a negative in any way, but was there a reason for these changes in style? Uh, I think that it was probably um, a combination of having different members come in at different points and uh, of time with those different influences. And then just also a progression of musical interest um, as, as people and as musicians. I've even done that uh, bands that I'm really into one year, the next year, uh, two years later, I'm into a different kind of thing and just opening my musical horizons a little bit. And just allowing those influences to organically come through with the music that I create. And also how The Blamed has been doing it with Brian Gray, predominant songwriter. Um, I think that's what's been uh, happening throughout the, uh, the history of The Blamed, where, you know, just broadening those horizons and um, being open to other influences and not afraid to take chances and, and step out. And unfortunately, sometimes it does alienate old listeners that go, hey, I... I really wanted this kind of style. That's what I was really into. But uh, yeah, we're all people. We're not just doing it, I guess, to appease an audience. Obviously, being a band, that's part of it. But it's also definitely self-expression.
this brings up a question because you're wearing a flat foot 56 shirt. You're not going to jump into Celtic punk. Uh, not anytime soon. No, but uh, <laughs> they're buddies of mine and yeah, I get free t-shirts. So, <laughs> and this was, this was clean. So <laughs> no, they're, and they're a fantastic. Band. In fact, this album uh, was co-produced by Tobin from Flatfoot. Wow. And how could you not take him on? Fabulous. No, I, well, he's a great friend of mine. We're very close, and uh, we've, we've gone to church together for years. And um, uh, but he also knows Brian, and Brian knows him. And um, I'm not even sure how that worked out. I think Brian and he were just talking about it. And um, Brian just went, hey, man, why don't you be part of this thing? And he went, wow, okay, sure. So, yeah, and that's just kind of how it happened. It was very, uh, very low-key and you know, sort of unofficial, but uh, it was great. It was fantastic. He had terrific input. Of course, you guys are all part of the Chicago music scene, so why not? Yeah, kind of one big happy family. <laughs> the Blamed has always been a band with an aggressive tone, like really cutting edge in the Christian music scene. But was the message always meant to be aimed at Christians only? Um... That's a really good question because uh, some of the songs I think are, and some of them are just, just like I was saying before, like just self-expression, um, different subjects. It wasn't necessarily to have an audience of only Christians um, or just to be an evangelical band, you know, preaching to those who aren't Christian. The lyrically, it's just an expression of what is on the mind of the writer at that time. Um, some songs, you know, speak about church, some songs sing about, um, friendship, some songs sing about, uh, just personal struggles. Um, it's really basically just for whoever the listener is, wherever they're at, whatever their beliefs are. Um, we're not speaking to anyone. We're just speaking from ourselves.
Hi, this is Sid Dufour from The Blamed, and you're listening to The Antidote. was a pair of songs from the Blame's 99 release, Forever. You know, so many Christian artists sing only about the easy parts of life. But that's not the case with the Blamed. Here's our talk about one of those hard-hitting songs. Sometimes the Blamed has taken on really tough topics. One I'm thinking of is the song Pistol Whipped, which speaks about the beating death of Matthew Shepard, who was killed simply because he was gay. Brutal songs like that must make some people uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, I definitely believe so also. But uh, that was, um, uh, I was talking with Brian who wrote some of that song. Uh, He said he was reading that, uh, he was just reading about that in the paper in real time and was with uh, Andrew Mandel, who sang for Crash Dog. And um, uh, he was also in Ballet Douse, the singer for Ballet Douse. And they they were together and he was reading this article and just at the moment, started writing some lyrics and then uh andrew mandel actually wrote the uh the chorus for the song we love andrew's writing and um it was just very interesting how uh how polarized the christian community can be on that topic in fact um there's a line that says the the hills are lined with breeding bigots and hell is full of righteous fools it's true it's just really heavy and a lot of times the the truth uh is very hard to deal with Um, especially when it pings something within ourselves.
There's another song that takes a shot at how Christianity can be distorted. The band's 96 song, Guy in a Suit and the Pope, says, Mr. Preacher on the TV screen tells me that he knows just what I need. He's been there before and back again. But with that fancy suit, I find it hard to believe. He says the Lord will be so faithful that he'll protect. But only if I'm faithful with my monthly check. How does a Christian keep their focus on God instead of some guy distorting the truth? Oh, wow. That's, that's a great question. You know, that was, was, uh, that's actually a cover from, uh, uh, by the band, the crucified. And, um, in one aspect, that song, um, it's harsh and unfortunately it's true. Uh, but it's also a really cool song. (laughs) (laughs) One of the reasons why they covered it. Um, but, um, you know, it's funny. I was having a conversation uh, yesterday with uh, a friend of mine who I've known this guy for years since he was a kid, and he was uh, involved in the Christian punk scene. Sadly, he's walked away from the faith and he's become a drug addict. And he calls me every so often to just discuss, you know, how bad things are. And I, I don't want to preach. I'm sure he's heard that enough. You know, there's a point where it's just, hey, I just want to be his friend and, and love him, you know, to just let Jesus that's in me love him through me. And I just want to be that conduit, you know, and very, very rarely do we get on the subject of God. And, um, but we actually did yesterday for the first time in probably about a year, at least a year or two. And um, I was talking to him about that. And his big struggle is how he has been hurt by Christians. And I was just kind of reiterating what I've talked to him about years ago is that, we shouldn't be following 
Christians and we shouldn't be following the church. It's really about knowing God and not allowing anything to influence that relationship and not letting anything to drive a wedge in that relationship. Uh, because it's, unfortunately, it's very easy to happen. It's happened to me in my past um, because uh, whenever people get involved, we wind up letting each other down. And uh, it's, it's important not to put too much stake in, in people. As long as we keep in our minds that, yeah, we are going to fail each other. We are going to blow it. We are going to screw up. We are going to make mistakes. But the one who is eternal doesn't. And that's where it's so important to keep our faith in the one who doesn't change, the Alpha and the Omega, at least how I see it. Whoa, Sid, you're good at this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm flying by the seat of my pants, man. (laughs) Oh, and you're doing it just A1.
That song title sounds like the beginning of a really bad joke. You know, standing at the bar is this guy in a suit and the Pope. <laughs> Fortunately, most of those televangelist days are gone. Here comes Sid back to the picture. Something I find about much of the music from The Blamed that it asks the listener to open their soul to truth. I mean, really, that's hard for most of us to do. So I want to make this personal with you. How do you open your soul to something new? Man, that's a great question. Um, I, you know, I got to say, um, the last, well, actually, it hasn't been that recent. <laughs> happens when you get that old. It's like, oh, yeah, just a couple years ago, back in the early 90s. Wait, no, wait a minute. <laughs> I learned a lot about myself and about how I uh, I hinder myself. When I moved from Southern California to Chicago to be part of this uh, this ministry, this uh, intentional Christian community in Chicago called uh, Jesus People USA, and uh, the primary ministry of that uh, organization is running and operating different homeless shelters in um, in the north side of Chicago. I started working at one of those shelters and. Uh, stepping out of myself and then also being part of that ministry was many people from all over the country would come to be part of that ministry and also different Christians from all over the world. So I was able to really broaden my worldview by interacting with people and experiencing their Christianity outside of my little cultural bubble, which really did open my eyes to a lot of things. And one of the things that it showed me is how closed-minded that I had been. And I think that's, uh, that's something that I still keep with me is about everybody sees things from their own perspective. Um, and it's very incorrect to say that one perspective is correct and another one is wrong because we all are individuals. And I think that's one of the things that makes God... Uh, how do I put it? So, well, I don't want to say God is universal, but in a sense he is because he surpasses that. He can meet each individual person where they're at and speak to them knowing where they are when we can't do that. Um, so uh, I think it's just a, um, a smart thing, a wise thing to not keep those blinders on to where we um, we're comfortable of. Sorry, I just got a visitor. <laughs> Your cat's going to say hi. Yeah, what the heck, man? Come on, girl. Down. <laughs> oh, putting the cat on the floor does not work. I know that trick. It's just instantly back up. Yeah, she's she was on the roof last night. My daughter uh, left the window of our upstairs bathroom open. My cat got outside and was stuck on the roof. And I had to go out there at like, I don't know, midnight. Because I'm looking all over my house going, where's my cat? And then... I saw the window open and went, oh, no. So I went out there and I heard her meowing. I'm going, oh, geez. So I had to go climb out onto my roof in the rain. <laughs> I'm glad the neighbor didn't find me with a broken neck this morning on the ground going, you know, how'd this happen? You know, was, was yeah, she's she's a kitten, so she's a pain in the neck. Every time I sit at my computer, she wants to get up in her and, and literally lay on the keyboard. So yep. she just wants to lay down. and So... <laughs> cats always want to be the center of attention i mean after all i guess they do rule the world okay let's head into a pair of challenging songs from the blamed first is for you then darkness is so unforgiving
what you experience with Jesus People USA, that's something that I run into constantly doing this program. Because dealing with Christians from around the world, they bring their own country's culture into their faith too. And often you find it significantly different from what we experience you in the States, me here in Canada. Absolutely. That's um, that's one of the things that I'm so thankful for because it, uh, it really did open my eyes to um, how Western evangelical Christianity really is in its own bubble, you know, here in the States and, you know, in, in evangelical, you know, Christianity here, we're, we, you know, we think, oh, this is what Christianity is. We're a minority in the rest of the world where how it kind of works is much, much different. And people approach their relationship with Jesus and the relationship with others through that relationship with Jesus in a much different way than we do here from what I, I have experienced. Um, and it's kind of a bummer because um, and it's, I don't think it's anyone's particular fault or anyone's doing it you know, maliciously. It's just, and I don't think it's ignorance. I think it's just really naivety. Well, I suppose we should really get back to the blamed. That's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> the band came back together in 2016 to play a one-off show at the Audio Feed Festival. Was that really what started the process of the band going back into the studio? Or was it um, prior to that? Well, there had been talk. Um, you know, Brian and I, uh, we, we play in another band together uh, that actually came from sort of the blamed. Brian, uh, after Living Sacrifice, eventually went, they went on a hiatus as well. So Brian was left going back to uh, doing not really blame stuff, but changing the band. And initially he sort of started a new band called the blamed is dead. And then it went on to uh, change the name to the satire. Mm. And once again, of course, changing the sound and uh, the, the musical uh, direction, it was uh, more of a post hardcore sound and um, kind of a math metal kind of uh, take. Of course he had just come from living sacrifice. So that was definitely, <laughs> that kind of style was in his wheelhouse, you know? So he was uh, continuing doing stuff like that. Um, and then um, I started playing in the uh, satire with him uh, after a very long time of, he kept asking me, Hey, why don't you play guitar? And I'm going, hi, oh, there's no way I'm good enough to play this stuff, man. I'm then he, no, why don't you play? Why don't you? And I kept saying, no. And he finally wore me down and uh, it's been a challenge. It's uh that's a lot of fun music, but um from being in the satire, he would still write other other music that was not within that genre, kind of always holding it back, you know, putting it aside for possibly, uh, you know, blamed things. And then uh, somewhere along the line, we, yeah, we did get together and play, or we were going to play that show. I wound up not playing that show. I wound up having mm -hmm. some health issues with, uh, with my hands. Um, uh, they swelled up like watermelons. Uh, but uh, the blame did play. We had uh, we we got a singer, the singer from the band, uh, this other band that I was in with, to sing, and he was really about saying, "Hey, let's do an album." So Brian said, "Well, okay, I have uh, I've got a lot of music that I've been working on," and uh, he had since he wound up leaving the band, so it just left uh, the four of us: Brian, who's the you know the main main member and songwriter, uh, Jim Chaffin, who was the original drummer for uh, the first uh, few albums. Um, and then Jeff Locke, who was also in the band in the 90s, 
uh, who sang and played guitar. And then me, the new guy who's, uh, you know, technically, I guess I've been in it for six years, but we haven't been doing a lot over the last six years, maybe mm. just a few shows there and, and, um, jamming things like that. But, uh, I think that's really what led it to, to do this album. And we, I think we all just sort of felt like it was time. And also a lot of, uh, the old fans from the nineties and two thousands being really excited about things happening again with this band. And, uh, the response has been phenomenal. It's just been really, really cool. So, yeah. So we're happy about doing it. Tonight on The Antidote, I've brought in mostly older songs from The Blamed, but the one you just heard, Better Left Unsaid, is relatively new, being released just last year. I always like bands who are okay about changing their music. You know, having it stuck into only one sound or style really does make for monotonous listening. And as you've heard with The Blamed, they're constantly changing. 
Their just-released album, The Church is Hurting People, has yet another style I've never heard before from the band. Next time on The Antidote, Sid Dufour and I will carry on with our talk about the music of The Blamed, and we'll bring the conversation around to that new release. This is just about it, but I've got time for a final song. Here's one that's both new and old (laughs) at the same time. The song covered was first recorded nearly 20 years ago, but earlier this year, The Blame did a fresh version. Enjoy this, and I'll see you again next week.